Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. This is episode number six. On today's show, I'm going to be discussing the liturgy and evangelization. What's the relationship between the two of them? You can find the show notes for this episode at ericsammons.com slash podcast slash six. I'm going to have a couple of my articles up there and some other things of interest related to the topic today. Okay, in Protestant circles, there is something called seeker-friendly churches. And basically what that means, it's churches who gear their services towards newcomers. So they make them easy to understand. They make them welcoming. Basically, they're trying to get people to convert. And so they want to bring people in by making these services seeker-friendly. There's an equivalent in the Catholic world, and really it's kind of considered relevant masses, making masses relevant so that newcomers or fallen away Catholics who haven't been to church in a really long time won't get confused, won't be intimidated, and the idea is that maybe they'll consider coming back to the church or becoming Catholic because they're attracted to these relevant masses, these seeker-friendly masses. Now, the desire here isn't bad. I mean, I understand what they're thinking. They want to attract people. They want people to become Catholics. That's a good thing. But frankly, it's misguided for a couple reasons. First of all, the purpose of Mass isn't evangelization. It's not evangelization. It's to glorify God. A couple years ago, I wrote an article for 1 Peter 5 called Making Mass Relevant is Irrelevant to Evangelization. And my point was that the Mass is our highest form of worship we have. It's the way that we glorify God in our, uh, in our worship in the Mass and the sacrifice of the Mass. And that's really the reason for it. So everything we do in the Mass should be directed towards God, not towards the people. That's why old ways we used to uh, celebrate the Mass, like ad orientum, where the priest faces towards the altar and leads the people towards God, is a great symbol of that aspect of the Mass is to glorify God. And we've lost sight of that a lot in today's world, in today's Catholic Church. We don't really recognize how much the Mass isn't supposed to be directed towards the people. It's not supposed to be directed towards making them feel welcome or attracting them. It's to glorify God, and that's the primary purpose, to give thanksgiving to Him and to worship Him and to praise Him. Now, that being said, it doesn't mean that the Mass is unrelated to evangelization. It does have an impact on evangelization. There's a story from back in the conversion time of the conversion of Russia where the leader of Russia, Vladimir, he sent people out to see how other countries, how the other nations worshipped because he wanted to select a religion to unite his people under. They went to the Muslims. They weren't interested in that. Too strict for them. They went to the Jews weren't interested in that. They went to Rome, and they were peaked a little bit, but they thought the Mass was too basic, too simple. Then they went to Constantinople, and they saw the Eastern Divine Liturgy, and they said, we didn't know whether we were in heaven or earth. In other words, the liturgy there glorified God and was so spectacular that it actually attracted them. It was a means of evangelization. So the same thing can happen in Mass today, that although the purpose of Mass isn't evangelization— one of the results, one of the fruits of a well-celebrated Mass is evangelization. People will see that we are glorifying God. They will be attracted to that beauty, 
and they will become attracted to the Catholic faith. So the important thing here is what are the priorities? Is the priorities to evangelize or the priorities to glorify? If the priority is to evangelize, then you won't glorify God and you won't evangelize. But if the priority is to glorify God, you'll both glorify God and you will evangelize. Of course, today, the liturgy today, the Mass today, has become impoverished. I wrote an article just last week on nine things we've lost in the liturgy besides Latin. And I already mentioned one of them, ad orientum, the priest leading the people in worship, facing the altar, facing God, and leading the people to worship. But there's so many other things that we've lost, sacred music, sacred architecture, uh, genuflecting more during like the final blessing and also during the, when we say the creed, genuflecting during the incarnation part of the creed, communion on the tongue, bowing the, the head at the name of the three divine persons or the name of Jesus or the name of Mary. All these little things we've lost and they've impoverished the liturgy. They haven't improved it. They've impoverished, impoverished it. I think this poverty in the liturgy It sends a message. It sends a message to the world that God isn't that important. Think about it. When the president, whoever the president may be, when there's a state dinner for the president, they make a big deal of it. Everybody dressed up in their nicest outfits. They get the best food. They do all these things to make sure you understand this is important. This is the president of the United States is going to be there. And this is an important occasion. So they act like it. Well, if that's so important, a state dinner, what's more important than the Supper of the Lamb? The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is going to come down to earth in the humble estate of the communion host and the wine. And this is the most important thing that could happen. Yet we treat it like it's no big deal. I mean, you you go to Mass any time now, you see this. People are dressed in their shorts, their flip-flops. They show up late. They leave early. And frankly, it's celebrated with that level of importance as well. Let's just get through it. You know, the songs are banal. They're, they're, they're just not very good, not well, well sung. The churches look like aircraft hangars or somewhere where you go get your uh, license, re- your driver's license renewed. All these things send a message that worshiping God isn't that important, and therefore God isn't that important. And if that's the case, who's going to be attracted to that? Who's going to walk into a typical Catholic mass today and say, wow, This is really awesome. This is unbelievable. These people really believe this. If you walk into a divine liturgy or a traditional Latin mass, one of the first things you recognize is that, wow, these people really believe this stuff. They really believe what it is that they're doing. Whereas I don't think you can say the same for your typical Catholic parish today, especially your typical suburban and middle-class parish. And so people will ask themselves, why should I get up on Sunday mornings Get ready and go to church if this is the level of importance that the people there who run the place put on it, this service, this Mass. Why not just stay at home, watch the Sunday news uh, stories, or you know, go to the beach, or go out hiking, or something like that, or just sleep in? Why bother going to Mass? And so we have to recognize that if we want to reach out to the world, if we want to evangelize as Catholics, it will never be accomplished until we have a revival of the liturgy, where we turn the liturgy again into something that glorifies God, where Mass becomes the central focus of our lives, and we treat it like the central focus, not just as something we, we happen to have to do on Sunday mornings and get it over with as quickly as possible, 
but instead something that gives glory and honor and praise and thanksgiving to our Lord Jesus Christ. If we recover these beautiful liturgies, if we return to sacred music, to sacred architecture, to all these different things we've lost in the liturgy over the past generation, then I believe we will come to a point where people will be attracted to it again. And so when we evangelize and we bring somebody to Mass, that will be something that they say, wow, this is something different. This is something outside of this world, outside of my normal day-to-day life. And possibly they'll think this is something I'm attracted to. Now, of course, as lay people, most of us listening to this are probably lay people. I'm a lay person. What can we do about that? There's not a whole bunch we can do because, you know, we're not priests, we're not bishops. I think as lay people, what we can do is we can treat Mass seriously. I mean, if if your local parish celebrates Mass like it's basically a McDonald's drive through then perhaps you should be looking at another parish to go to, one that treats it more seriously. If you have young children, trust me, they will be impacted by that. They will be impacted if every Sunday they go to Mass and it's just uh, just something that's not very interesting, not very well done, and is impoverished. So what I would say is lay people, we should start treating it. Go to Masses where God is really glorified, but then glorify God in your own life. Dress up. Treat it seriously. Prepare beforehand. Pray beforehand. Pray afterwards. Receive communion like you're really receiving our Lord Jesus Christ. If you do these things, you'll send the message that this is very important. And hopefully the more people do that, they will have kids that do that. Those kids will become priests. They will become bishops and will restore the liturgy to its rightful place as the central act in which we glorify, worship, and praise our Lord. That's it for today's episode. Till next time, keep swimming against the stream.